1: Get him up on the table. You're gonna be okay. Alba's on the case and you're doing great. Magnus, be more careful. Well, his head is huge. Holly, hook him up to the monitors, please. On it.
2: What we got, doc?
1: Patient is male, mid-fifties, reported a headache this morning and noticed the swelling later, along with dizziness and blurred vision. Hey,
2: how come you didn't use the Tinky Tinky machine when you were healing me? My injuries were way more life-threatening.
1: Do we need to anesthetize? No, but a silence spell would be great about now. I meant the patient. He was self-medicating with plum brandy all morning. That's what that smell is. So his head isn't supposed to be this big? What is wrong with him? Is it an abscess? Nope. See that? That's bone. His actual cranium is enlarged.
2: And getting larger.
1: Oh, that's easy. He's pregnant.
2: Uh, humans don't give birth through their foreheads, Holly. Well, excuse me. See, this is why I have a problem with fairies doing medicine on people.
3: Fairies are people, monkey boy. Focus, please. His pulse is strong and fast. So clearly his humors are out of balance. With an excess of blood in Actually, the... the scroll says his humors are fine. Nothing out of balance at all. What? That can't be
2: right. I say we lance the swelling.
3: You always want to lance things and cut things open.
1: Only because it gets results. Once I treated a guy who had this huge lump Medicine is detective work. We don't go in with scalpels and needles without knowing the root cause. Boring. Still growing. Ew, that vein in his forehead. What happens when his head gets too big? I don't want to know. It can't be purple bloat, and it's the wrong time of year for balloon worms. Maybe it's a curse. Hmm. Good thought. Go and get the orb of Hydrogenes from my office. And then can I lance him? Back at the monastery,
2: I had to save this monk who got a scratch in his arm from a zombie sloth, and it bloated all up like this great Get me the
1: orb, Magnus! Fine.
2: Promising young surgeon thwarted yet again.
1: Stay with us. You're strong and healthy, and you're gonna beat this thing.
3: Holly, I don't think he even knows what you're saying. It's called an affirmation. It strengthens the spirit.
1: Is this the right orb? That's the one. Hmm. No sign of malevolent magic. So what do we do? I think we'd better lance the swelling. I'll get the needles! You're gonna be alright. You're hale and hearty, and you're gonna make it just fine.
2: Alright, my beauties. Who's up for a little trip to the center of the brain? Ten gauge? Eight gauge? Perhaps the one I like to call ye old apple corer.
1: Standard gauge number 4B.
2: Your wish is my command.
1: A little higher up. That's it. Just behind the ear.
2: Yeah!
4: Ew!
1: Holly,
2: if you can't take the goo, get out of the operating room.
1: It's glowing. Now that's even stranger. Why is the cerebral fluid glowing? Don't know, but at least it should take the pressure off, shouldn't it? Mm. Well, maybe not. Should I poke him
2: again? Oh, God, get down! Ah! Did you see that? That was awesome!
4: But, you know, in a really bad way. By appointment to the King and Queen, Alba Salix, Royal Physician. Episode the Fourth A Chance to Cure.
1: I'm so very sorry, Mrs. Strudebaker. Thank you, Miss Salix. I'm sure you did everything you could. It was quick, and I'm quite certain he didn't feel any pain. Well, the way he drank, he seldom
0: did. Oh, Arthur. Poor silly Arthur. I just knew he'd meet a bad end someday. Would it be all right if I see him? Not
1: just yet.
2: Good morning. Don't mind me. What's in those buckets? Nothing. Nothing to see. Magnus,
1: I told you to use the <gasps> other door. That sound earlier, he didn't... Arthur didn't explode, did he? Well, in a manner of speaking, it would be
4: just like him, you know. Help! This is an emergency. Whoa, check <laughs> him out. Oh, dear, not another one. Are you the royal physician? That's me. My what? head is swelling. I need medical attention. All
1: right, hold on to your hat. Sorry. Is it an outbreak? Are we all going to explode? Uh,
4: Who's exploded? My husband. Is this true? People have actually exploded? Well, maybe. One. A little bit.
1: We're working to ascertain the cause.
4: I demand to be treated this instant.
1: Please stay calm,
4: sir. Do you know who I am?
1: Yes, you're that real estate man on all the signs around town.
4: Carlton Gerard, property developer. I own this town. And you better have a cure for this this whatever it is.
1: Yes, yes. Come this way. Magnus! Standard gauge 4B? No, you stay here and see to Mrs. Strudebaker. 3B? Dang it. <laughs>
4: So you have no idea what's wrong with me.
1: We're working on it. Now, if you'd be so kind... I
4: need answers! Have you been drinking, Mr. Gerard? Never touch the stuff. A man's body is his temple. If I poisoned my mind with alcohol, I'd never gotten this far. Just ruling out some possible factors. Any recent illnesses? None. I'm as healthy as a horse. Haven't missed a day of work in 26 years. And that includes weekends.
3: <clears throat> Albert. I've gone through the books. The symptoms are all wrong for brain galls. Damn! But then I thought, what about a shrinking spell?
4: Then he'd have a tiny head that's still about to explode. What are you two muttering about? Get on
3: with it! It's okay, Mr. Gerard. You're healthy as a horse. You can beat this thing.
1: You had to say it, didn't you?
0: It's a shame, really. We never saw enough of each other.
2: Yeah, you mentioned... It was
0: the show business, you see. He was always on the road. Uh-huh. Strudebaker the Magnificent. The best stage magician who ever lived. Dasleone, Bagatelle, all those youngest so-called illusionists, they stole every trick they know from my Arthur.
2: But he didn't do any real magic. Oh, he
0: dabbled a bit. And once he started losing his audience to those young upstarts, Arthur started hawking crystals and whatnot to make ends meet. Not that that ever worked.
2: Wait a second. You said he was traveling?
0: yes. He was just back from touring the West Coast, down through Mediocria and the Pointy Lands. He got some tropical disease out there. I just know it. You think? I always warned him, don't drink the water, and certainly don't eat the food. That's just asking for trouble.
2: Sounds like a recipe for hell. But
0: did he listen? Of course not. Always traveling to all parts. Valoria, Balgamar, East Rice. He went all over
2: the place. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. And now he's gone and exploded. Yeah, listen. I gotta get back in the operating room. We'll have the undertaker call by your place, okay?
3: I don't understand
1: it. We gave them pinchweed, elm bark. None of the incantations seem to do anything.
2: Another one blew and I missed it?
1: Grab a mop.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: This is awful. Two patients lost in one day. And high-profile patients at that. That's a
2: heck of a splatter radius. We should really put up some curtains or something. But
1: why these two? What do they have in common besides the symptoms? Both male. Both humans.
2: Both old and kind of full of themselves.
1: You don't know that.
2: Hey, that's what Mrs. Strudebaker said. But more importantly, she says he probably picked up some tropical disease on tour. Really? Now
1: that is interesting. See?
2: Detective work.
1: But how would Gerard have caught it? He hasn't left town in years. Maybe he went to a magic show. Wait a second. What was the first thing you said, Magnus?
2: Strudebaker was on tour in Maluria. No,
1: about both patients being full of themselves. What if... What if that fluid in their brains was actually ego? You mean their heads got too big? Literally? (gasps) Oh no! That means... The egotistic fluid! The what? It's only been a theory until now. This could be the first time it's been isolated.
3: Oh my gosh! It's all my fault! It's all my fault. What is? My affirmations. I told them both they were strong and they could fight it off. Oh, gods, I fed their egos and now they're both.
1: I don't think it was you, Holly. I'm a bad fairy. Something out there is causing people's brains to overproduce egotistic fluid. People with overinflated egos will be the most susceptible. Oh, gods, it's another one. We don't know that yet. Be right with you. Forgive me, Miss Salix, but this is a dire emergency. Let me guess. Who's sick? Her Majesty the Queen. Oh, no. If anyone's got an excess of egotistic fluid, it's Parabell.
5: State your business.
1: Royal physician and her assistant to see Queen Parabell.
5: Carry on.
1: I killed them, Alba. Nonsense, how were you to know? I've killed two
3: of your patients. Oh, Alba, I don't want to be a bad fairy.
1: Well, help me with this then. The salve you brought should induce melancholy, and on top of that, we'll both work on deflating her ego. Both of us? We have to. It was always me, me, me when we were growing up. Now she's queen, she's completely out of control. You should have seen her birthday party. I saw the fireworks in the shape of her face. That's Parabel for you. At dinner... She had to have a different dress for every course. I still don't think I can be mean to her. Just keep your affirmations to yourself and leave the rest to me. Okay.
4: Alba, thank goodness you're here.
1: Alba, you have to help me. Your Majesties. Oh, Parabelle, for heaven's sakes, what have you done now?
6: Me? Me?
1: See what I mean? So much for Bedside manner. Holly, she's got the same symptoms. Cranium is enlarged, warm to the touch. Okay, I'll have the unguent ready in a sec.
4: The same symptoms? You mean there were other cases? Yes, two so far. Oh, my head! There, there, her dear. You're in good hands. You can overcome this... Uh, whatever it is.
1: And I'm too young and beautiful to die.
4: That goes without saying.
1: Oh, honey duckling... Alba, your majesty, we're going to have to be alone with the patient. But
4: Parabelle is in a weakened state. And
1: my Gunther gives me strength to carry on. Sorry, but no. Your majesty, I have to insist. Very
4: well. Courage, my dear?
1: Oh, darling, I miss you already.
4: Be strong, my treasure.
6: Out! Alba, why do you always have to ruin things? It's my job.
1: Hold still. Oh, it's too awful. Don't look. Stop looking at me. How am I supposed to cure you if I can't look at you, you stupid girl? You see? You always treat me like
6: I'm still your baby sister.
1: Well, if the slipper fits... I'm a queen now, and you're not.
3: And you should show some respect. Isn't that right, fairy? I wouldn't know. I don't get involved in human affairs. Where did you find her? Are you sure she's a good fairy? <clears throat> Okay, I'll have to apply this to your forehead now. Hold still for me, Your Majesty. Can I still call her Your Majesty? It's fine.
2: The upper jaw connected to the cheekbone. Cheekbone connected to the temple bone. The temple bone connected to the... Wait, no, you're part of Gerard's skull. You should be in that pile. Temple bone connected to... Oh, come on, where is it?
7: Hey, surgeon! Oh, hey, surgeon!
2: Albus is not here right now. Can I help you?
7: I need medical attention. On the instant.
2: Everyone's so demanding today. I
7: have been wounded in a duel. Pierced here and here with a poisoned blade. That looks pretty deep. Are you a surgeon? Well, I... Yes.
2: Yes, I am the House of Healing's resident surgeon. So, poisoned, huh? Indeed. Well, I'm okay with the surgery, but poisons really aren't my department.
7: Forbidden to heal a non-outlaw, are you? Don't worry, I won't tell. And neither will you. How's that for fair? I've got a better idea. Yeah! Oh-ho! Clever
2: move, monk. Nice sword. I like the weight.
7: Yes, isn't it nice? That's why I always carry a spare.
2: Well, aren't you a tactical genius. I
7: hate to boast, but yes.
2: Ha! 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 I trained at the Monastery of Dragon Mountain, for your information.
7: I guessed by the robes. But by the way you fight, I surmise you didn't actually train for very long, did you? Ha! 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 That's a special
2: technique to keep you off your guard. Ha!
7: Really? I thought it was to get me to take pity on you. Drop the sword, little brother. Okay. Given Fleet is the name. I've killed two men today, so I have a few to go to keep up my average. (laughs) You're Van Fleet? The highwayman? No. Given Fleet, the scullery maid. You, young Sira, will find me a remedy for this poison and bind the wounds, yes? That sounds like a good deal. Now, as a little incentive, I should warn you that the wire around your neck is enchanted. I call it a dead man's garrot. If you're wearing it and let's say something happens and I die, Uh, uh, there goes your head. uh, uh, Now, let's see about this poison, shall we?
2: The pantry's this way.
7: Good. And remember, I die, (laughs) you die.
2: Ingenious. Any
3: change? No. I tripled the strength of the salve, but it's still not doing anything.
6: I knew I should have summoned Crankle sooner. That horrid little phony? Why did we ever make you royal
1: physician? Oh, I don't know. For saving your life and Gunther's? And now I'm about to die because of you. It's not my fault your head is swollen. Oh? Whose fault is it? It's yours.
3: (gasps) Well, I never... It's true. You've brought this on
6: yourself. How dare you address me like that? I'm your queen. See? And
3: that's the problem. You've let it go to your head. Just who do you think you are? I'm... I'm a Good fairy who knows what's best for you, your majesty. It's bad enough I
6: have to listen to my domineering older sister. When have you ever listened to anything I've ever told you?
3: You don't even have any natural talent. Unlike you, of course.
6: One happens to be the third daughter of a
3: third daughter. Well, why aren't you out healing people then? Good
6: one. Because I'm queen and I have more important duties. Such as? Such as ruling and representing Farloria to the world and inspecting the royal constabulary. Anyone could do that. I've had enough of your impertinence, Dairy.
3: Gods! I'm only saying it because otherwise you're going to die, just like the others.
1: Die? People have been dying? So much for keeping that under wraps.
3: I'm sorry, but yes, we had two other cases like this today and they both...
1: What? Had complications. Exploded. And you couldn't save them? If we'd saved them, they wouldn't have had complications. Oh gods, I'm too young to explode. There's no
3: such thing. You, you're not strong enough and you can't possibly fight this. Where's Crangle? Summon the Sorcerer General.
2: Ah! Seriously, I can give you a local if you want.
7: I prefer the pen. It's good for you. Makes you feel alive.
2: How's the numbness? Completely gone. That's good, then. The antidote's working. Thank the gods. Ah!
7: So, uh, close call, huh? (sighs) Hardly. I've survived far worse than this. When I broke into Castle Coconella, I slew twelve of the Duke's elite guards with nothing but a lead pipe. And that with my hands tied behind my back. You're kidding. All in a day's work for the kingdom's most feared outlaw. Say... You haven't felt any
2: swelling in the uh, head region, have you?
7: No. Why do you ask?
2: Just making sure it's not something else. Okay, that's the right side done. Turn this way and I'll get that other wound all sewed up!
7: It's sewn.
2: Yeah, I was just being, you know, colloquial. You know how we hardened criminals are. Of course. So I was just thinking, if you ever need more help, you know, in future, with break-ins or holdups or anything, as I trained at the Monastery of Dragon Mountain where I learned to fight, plus a lot of other useful skills such as sewing up stab wounds and splitting broken limbs, and and I'm also pretty good at mopping floors, and, and, oh, I broke out of prison once. Well, okay, a cage anyway. I haven't actually killed anyone before, although I'm working my way up to it. I mean, I came pretty close this one time. But yeah, maybe it's best to leave that kind of stuff to you since you're the... Expert.
7: I'll just get you stitched up now. Yes, that would be best.
8: Your Majesty! Oh,
6: Mr. Crankle!
8: Dr. Crankle. Thank
6: heavens you're here. Alba says I'm dying!
8: Indeed. I came as soon as I could. Excuse me, ladies? Not at all. Good heavens, this is quite worrying. your majesty would be so kind as to hold this cup while I fill it with thrice-distilled spirit of amber.
1: And what is this meant to achieve?
8: A proper diagnosis. Observe the ripples on the surface of the liquid. Yes, it appears your majesty's physical form has been distorted by mystical means.
1: We've already tested for curses.
8: Not necessarily a curse. Possibly an accident? Uh, let me see now.
2: There we go. Just got to tie that off. And we're done.
7: Good work, Brother Magnus. Hey, anytime. time. You may be young, but you could be quite a fine sergeant. Well, you know, I... Which is why it is a shame. I have to kill you.
8: See how the ripples cross now. The sign for water.
3: I must be taking on too much water. That's
8: not what it means, your majesty. Hmm. Water can also refer to reflection or refraction. Like a mirror? Quite. Has your majesty seen anything unusual in a mirror today?
1: In a mirror? Or glass or a crystal? A crystal? Like this crystal?
8: Oh, that silly old thing. A pristochian crystal? How did your majesty come to possess such an item? It was a gift. Let me see... Yes, an impure specimen. Very dangerous. Your majesty wasn't attempting to work magic with this, I hope.
1: Oh, no, no, of course not. Then how do you explain this little pamphlet on your crystal clear path to prosperity? I have no idea where that came from. Yeah, right. Holy. I can't stop it, Alba. All these mean
3: words are coming out by themselves now. I found out how much my birthday party cost, and I just felt so
6: guilty. I didn't want the kingdom to go broke on my account. Where did you get the
1: crystal, Parabell?
6: I bought it from that traveling magician, uh, uh, Strudebaker. Aha! I did the ritual from the pamphlet, and I saw myself reflected in the crystal with my head all bulging.
1: I looked hideous. Not much of a change, then. (gasps) That's enough, Holly. As
8: I thought. Just look at that curvature.
1: Well, yes, but... Dr. Crinkle,
6: this is hardly the
8: time. Definitely flawed. Typically, when one would use it in a spell to attract certain energetic patterns, such as money. But an impure crystal can cause feedback, distorting the mental anchor, specifically the spellcaster's own head. Am I going to die? No! No, by no means, Your Majesty. Now that we know the mechanism behind your malady, breaking the spell is as simple as... <gasps> breaking the crystal.
1: Why didn't I think of
3: that? Well,
8: not everyone can be an expert on magical healing.
1: You lay off Alba,
3: you smug bully. Miss Alex,
8: you are to curb your fairy minion.
7: Minion?
3: You're a minion.
2: No, you don't have to kill me. I won't tell.
7: Honest. I'm a wanted man, you see. I rode seven miles out of my way to avoid being followed here. I won't be caught because some foolish boy couldn't keep his mouth shut. I won't tell. I won't tell anyone. Honest.
2: If I tell anyone, you could kill me. But I won't. I really won't. And, and hey, if you ever need healing after a big job goes down, I'm your guy. Guy?
7: That's not a bad point, you know. Free of charge. Very well, then. Just remember, I have eyes and ears everywhere. And, if you breathe a word to anyone about this, you can bet that what's left of your miserable life will make the fires of hell look like a vacation on the Mayurian Riviera.
2: Absolutely! Fires of hell! Uh,
7: uh, uh, oh, thank the gods! Farewell, and remember... Not a word! Ayo, arsenic, Away!
2: Thanks, guy! You're the best!
8: Oh, oh dear, it aches. You see? Your Majesty is already returning to a normal, healthy tiara size.
1: When are you going to learn not to meddle with things you don't understand?
8: With respect, Majesty, I must concur with your sister. These magics are not to be trifled with.
6: I'm a third daughter of a third daughter.
1: I have the gift. Of stupidity, clearly. Clearly.
6: The royal physician and her assistant are dismissed. Good day to you, Miss Salix. Shoved
3: wizard. Minion. Majesty, if I may. You two, all of you, get out of my bedroom.
8: Yes, Majesty.
3: And your majesty's head is still too big.
1: We'll have to put out a public health bulletin. There may be more crystals out there.
3: Do you think Mr. Gerard had one too?
1: I'd heard he was in bad shape financially. He was trying to build a new planned borough on the edge of town, but it fizzled. He must have turned to magic to get himself out of debt.
3: So it had nothing to do with their egos at all? Not directly. So we were just insulting the Queen for nothing?
1: That was satisfying, at least.
3: I'm such a bad fairy.
1: Nonsense!
3: Have your wings and skin turned grey? Um... No, not yet. Teeth? Still not pointed.
1: I think you'll be fine.
3: I still have some good deeds to perform for you. Though I understand
1: if you don't want me to. Well, to tell the truth, you've been a lot of help. Really? Verging on useful. Oh, thank you, Alba. Don't mention it. We're like a team now. Maybe I can still get Parabel to fire me.
2: Brother Magnus, Chief Surgeon and Special Assistant to Mr. Guy Van Fleet! (sighs) This is a dead man's garotte. One move and...
1: The team! The team that cares! The team that heals! Together! Oh, hey guys. Magnus, I thought I told you to clean up around here. I I was just getting to that. Have you called the Undertaker? In fact, that's the very next thing on my list. All the instruments are just lying out. And what happened to the chairs in here? Are those sword marks? Uh... Honestly, Magnus, what have you been doing for the past two hours? I've been busy. What, having a duel on top of the reception desk? (laughs) And then stitching
3: up the other guy afterward?
2: Maybe I was.
1: You don't know. Is that what happened? No.
2: Of course not. (laughs) That would be ridiculous.
3: (music)
6: I came to apologize for throwing you out. I behaved like a spoiled child after you just saved my life. And I shouldn't have been meddling with magic, of course, although I was only trying to help our kingdom. Your
8: Majesty, there's no need to apologize. It was a stressful situation.
6: But you were right, of course. It was foolish of me to try to practice without the proper study and understanding.
8: And is that perhaps the... Other reason for your majesty's visit? What
6: do you mean, Dr. Crankle?
8: Do I gather that your majesty seeks to develop her inborn gifts?
6: Gifts? Oh, you mean that nonsense about being the third daughter of a third daughter?
8: Oh, it would be a pleasure to help shape such a prodigious natural talent as your majesty's. Oh, it's nothing, really. But, if I may, why not go to your sister instead?
6: Do you really think she'd teach me? She doesn't trust anyone, least of all her little sister. Do you know? She says you're plotting to take over the kingdom.
8: <laughs> oh, 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 very amusing, Majesty. Probably best not to tell her about this, then. Oh, gods,
6: of course not. Alba can get stuff. Indeed.
8: Shall we begin?
5: In A Chance to Cure, episode four of Alba Salix Royal Physician, you heard
2: Barbara Clifford as Alba Salix, Julian Sark as Magnus, and Olivia John as Holly. With Marisa King as Queen Parabelle, George Bertwell as King Gunther, Carter Siddle as Halbard Crankle, Abbas Hussein as Guy Van Fleet, Elaine O'Neill as Mrs. Strudebaker, Robert Francis as Carlton Gerard, and Jasmine Cheng as The Page. Written and directed by Eli McElveen, sound design and music by Eli McElveen produced by Sean Howard Associate Producers Carter Siddle Eric Portelmos, Mark Fenwick Josh Cleaver, and Dave Addison If you enjoy the show, check out our Patreon. Supporters get weekly bonus content, early access to episodes and an invite to our magical fan community on Discord. Look for the Patreon link at albasalix.com
0: stage magician. What did I, did I say musician?
2: (laughs) All right, thanks, sorry. Tinky winky.
0: Whoa. The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you the action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you.
8: I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing
5: to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits.
3: As I'm climbing into the, into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now.
5: And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success.
1: Fenrir would be just fire at this
5: point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You
1: know what? You lit me on fire! We're gonna be on fire, baby!
5: And this tension relaxes. A tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover sign on your favorite podcast player, S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.